Welcome to the She Built This podcast, where we are creating the new norm by sharing the stories of professionals and entrepreneurs who have followed their dreams and made them a reality. This podcast will inspire you with the stories of real business owners and give you actionable advice to start building whatever this means for you. I'm your host, Emily Aborn. Welcome back. Today we are talking to Crystal Farley. Crystal is a chief storyteller and co-creator of PTSD, which stands for People, Trauma, and Stress Discussed. It is an unfiltered truth podcast. She is also a combat vet and a woman from technology, having worked in leadership for Apple, HP, PE and IBM. So now Crystal has launched her own company, which serves organizations providing stress management solutions, women in the workplace initiatives, and personal growth programs. Crystal does not believe that people or organizations should be defined by their life stressors, past or present, and hopes to offer advocacy, empowerment, and confidence to those that need it in order to reach their maximum potential. Her latest adventure is co-founder of Making Her Story with Heidi Solomon Orlick. She showcases women and the power behind their stories worldwide, furthering empowering women in today's society via podcast. So let's welcome Crystal Farley. Wow, that's quite a resume you got going on there. It goes wow. on forever, doesn't it? It does. Yeah, yeah Mike, Mike <laughs> my, why my, don't you tell us your resume? Um, I'm a dude... <laughs> Not Not quite as impressive. Well said, though. I mean, it it defines who he is. It's open to interpretation. So, Crystal, why don't you start by telling us a little bit more about See Far Beyond the Box and what you do to help others? Yeah. um, Thank you for having me. I'm delighted to be here today. Thank you for being here. Um, So, I, you just read off a plethora of information about who I am and what I am. And so, I started my company because essentially of the podcast, People, Trauma, and Stress Discussed. And so, once that podcast got off the ground, it's only been out for about seven months now. Um, It's already been listened to over 35,000 times. We have over 25 five star reviews and, yeah, a significant amount of outreach. And it's all because Heather and I have made it a safe, topic. So talking about everyday life stressors is okay with us. Um, And so I had an LLC, CFR Beyond the Box has been in the works for over a year. Um, And I was doing like one-on-one training and personal training. I got my CrossFit um, level one certification, thought maybe I wanted to do that. I wasn't really sure. And then with the podcast and the outreach, I was like, there's a need here. And I had been in enablement training roles with, with those big organizations that you spoke of. So I've always been really great at facilitating material, whatever it is, and clearly have some sort of niche at talking about life and in this capacity. And so I sort of followed my heart, to be honest, my intuition, and decided to pursue um, opportunities with organizations to minimize workplace stress. And so that's where my ideas had come from. And I've literally just been full-time in it for this year since January, kind of similar to to yourself. And um, I work with companies to help provide stress management, you know, stress management skills um, inside and outside. And, you know, I think um, I work 
on a contract basis where companies will bring me in quarterly to talk about what stress is and how to relieve it. But I am also brought in for workshops with local, um, like the Chamber of Commerce and that sort of thing. So, you know, it's it's interesting where I fit. I kind of fit everywhere. Um, well, so it business just, must be booming. It's Well, business is booming, but it's, you know, I mean, it's an intangible, right? So right. I'm trying to help people reduce stress. And so I have to prove my value in a lot of different ways. Sure. Yeah. yeah but um, it is, um, you know, once I have the conversation with the right person, it really is a great experience. What are some of, what would you say people complain most often about? What are their biggest stressors? Legitimately everything. Um, I will say that the topic, in the, the most popular topic right now is time for self-care. Um, I've been asked to do several podcasts just talking about self-care because nobody is making time for it and it is so important. So from even like taking a walk after lunch to getting your hair done, it's, you know, little things Do, like that. Doesn't it come down to a priority though? I it mean, does. You can, you can find a half hour. I mean, you know, you're going to watch the news for a half hour, shut that off and Mike, go for a walk I don't know if you knew this, but you know? people are really great at making excuses. I know. Hey, you're looking at a professional. Right. You're okay. a dude. I know. I'm a dude. Yeah. <laughs> But that, but that's just it, right? And I think, um, you know, like from a mom perspective, there's the mom guilt. Like I know, pers- like I have it. I suffer from all of these things. And, you know, if I was to go get my hair done, it takes an hour. And that's an hour that I don't have with my child. But I'm more than happy right. to take my daughter somewhere for an hour. So, you know, I think it's really um, ensuring that you understand that you need to be-, be the best version of yourself in order to be the best for other people. This is so true. When I book a massage, I legitimately don't tell my husband until afterwards or else the whole time I'm just thinking about like, I'm so guilty for relaxing. Yeah. Yeah. It's a problem. Yeah. So, and I, so I think that's like literally where it comes down to. And so if you think about it, like, um, from the work perspective and, um, you know, if employers are making you work 24-7, you don't have that time, right? So you're not getting that time for yourself, then you're not making it at home, and then it never happens. And so there really is a great back and forth. And so to work with leaders that have the ability to control these sorts of aspects of the workplace is huge, because then you're facilitating more productivity, engagement, right. and that sort of thing. Right. Yeah. So um, why don't you tell us a little bit more about your personal story and kind of what brought you into this um, role rather than working for corporations? Well, I think everybody should have some sort of side hustle, even if it's not full time. But that's like a whole nother topic. So um, so I, you know, I have had my own life story of... um, traumatic, like big T's and little T's, you know, big traumas, little traumas, that sort of thing. And um, I've been on sort of what my therapist calls a colorful path. Um, And I work is always something that I've been able to control. I have a very, very strong work ethic. I'm very proud of what I do for work. I feel like that's where I prove my value. And so I've been in leadership roles since I was 19 years old. So for almost 20 years, I've been in leadership roles, which I've been really fortunate about to have. Um, but I was working, so I worked for Apple, IBM, HPE, um, in a leadership capacity, worldwide global enablement roles. And um, HPE 
merged with Microfocus, we had this. That's what happens in technology, right? It's yeah. fine. Yeah. Um, but things coasting along, all of a sudden, you're like, it's like I don't have a job here. anymore. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I actually did. I was really fortunate, and um, I was in a part of the business that was super profitable. Yeah. However, Microfocus um, is out of. They're based out of London, and so they're how they do things is just a touch different than we do here in the United States. Um, they were. They actually. Um, let go one of the exec- senior leaders, executives in sales, Sue Barsamian. She was a very talented individual. They let her go, replaced her with a mid-60s um, white male. Um, and And then, I, I'm sorry. But <laughs> I thought you were 55, not 60. Oh, see, we're good. Early 60s, okay. I would have never guessed. I thought you were in your 40s, so it's... I love you. I see. I told you. <laughs> Um, but so, but like, but needless to say, the executive leadership team all looked the same. And I was like, okay, yeah. there's no inclusion and diversity. I was running the women's inclusion and diversity program for that organization. So it was not okay. Then one of my mentors, a woman of color who ran the inclusion and diversity program for human resources was also let go during a restructure. At that point, the company was not fitting into my like my personal morals. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. So an IBM executive brought me onto a startup as a vice president of customer success in September of last year. And, um, you know, it was fine. I mean, it was, I got to be the vice president of customer success for a really cool startup out of Canada. It was a really great experience, but ultimately it wasn't what I wanted to do. And so being that I had already had this LLC and I had set myself up, it was literally like um, the universe was like, You've now set yourself up. You've saved enough money. Do it. You're you have a rental. You have rental property. You have some income. You're not going to starve to death. Just do it. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to end my contract and just do this full time. Awesome. I think it was and a wise so choice. You got way cool energy. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Do you guys want me to leave? Do you mind? <laughs> I know. I could probably talk to you for a really long time. Probably. Yeah. Um, okay, so so you kind of, that was sort of your aha moment is that you and I like that like you didn't just jump into something before you had the money. That's something I always want to tell people is like make sure that you're financially set up before you just jump into your next venture because yeah, you know, and I think like again talk my about stress. My, <laughs> no kidding. Yeah, <laughs> any like solopreneur should talk to me, um, but. You know, like, like, remember, my life has been work is where I found my value, right? So for me, salary was a really big indicator of success. So I had to say no. Like, I had to say it is okay to not make X dollars a year and take that step back. I had to know I was going to be okay. And I'm one of those people that's like, you're never going to be financially ready to do anything. Like, if you want to have kids, you're never really going to be ready, like, Let's figure out what the best time is. Um, but I do think, you know, for myself, I was a little bit more conservative in that. And I also took, you know, the last four months of last year to work on my messaging, what that would look like while I still had some income. So I was setting myself up to be a little bit more successful at the get-go. It's not been easy since I've started, but, you know, I'm a little bit farther ahead maybe than just jumping right in. I I and I hear you about the transitioning because even though I'm making hypothetically less money now than I was in my last position, I feel so much happier. And that is worth every single dollar I am missing. I don't know if you've noticed it either, but work is just more fun. So I'm I want to do it, right? And so it's it's an interesting like uh an interesting balance you have to find because 
you know, you want to be your own boss and set your own parameters and schedules and boundaries, but you actually like what you're doing. So you want to work all so the I time. So I want to work all the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, but again, but self-care is really important and time right. is really important. So, you know, it's it's an interesting um, balance you have to yeah, I it's also not for everybody though. No. Owning your own business, no, you know, it's because you never really get away from it. Right. You you don't. You know. No, you don't. And that's you know, I, I work with um, so I, I work with some people in a consulting in a consulting way because I do have a business background, and I like people that are just entering like the mortgage industry and the real estate industry. Yeah. I do a lot of work with them, especially from a stress perspective. That's a whole other thing. But I often teach them to set boundaries early in your career because if you're T- for 10 years answering your phone on a Sunday, you can't go year 11 and be like, okay, I'm not going to answer the phone now without having some fallout from that. So it's really being clear on what's important to you, talking about priorities. Setting up those boundaries right yeah. away. Yeah. That's where I have an advantage because I usually do my work at like five o'clock in the morning. I know and I get so, texts from you yeah. like, you know, you know, because I'm a, I'm a vamp, you know, musicians are vampires. I'm in here till like two in the morning. And she sends me like a text at like five in the morning. It's like, I'm just falling asleep That's now. That's okay. I'm up at four. I yeah. can appreciate I, you. Oh, you morning people. But huh? fortunately, yeah. no yeah. one's replying to my emails at that hour. Right. So. Certainly not me. <laughs> that is one boundary I've actually said. I don't allow myself to check anything before nine o'clock in the morning. That's smart. Mm-hmm. I like to do a once over before I take my walk so that I'm not thinking about what might what might be in there. Yeah. As long as it's a once over, I can I can appreciate that. Um, okay, so why don't you tell me about the toughest challenge that you've had to face and how you've overcome it, or maybe you haven't overcome it yet with the business? Um, sure. I mean, you can go life, business, go wherever you Challenges want. Challenges are gifts, right? Yes. Um, I'll talk about business because we're just we're we're talking about that. Uh, I think you know it's. Um, I was having an interesting conversation today with a holistic, like an Ayurvedic nutritionist, and we were talking about messaging and uh, working in a space that is not traditional. And so, you know, I think often about um, qualifying in and qualifying out really quickly because I'm one person. So I can't be wasting my time on people that aren't going to be interested in what I have to offer. And so really um, trying to explain to people in a mainstream sort of way what I do without having, you know, I'm not a licensed clinician. I don't have a doctorate. But being more the gateway to, I'm essentially a gateway to therapy. Like if you look at it like a one-on-one aspect, but I'm really just an educator about stress. That's really all I am. Um, But trying to help people understand how that's a value to them is something that I am constantly challenged with because it is an intangible. I can give you every single statistic that there is that the World Health Organization provides, but unless it's directly correlated to your business, it's really hard to see the value in that. So and I could see people not really placing a pr- stress is one of those things where you almost feel like it's your cross to bear. And so the more stressed out you are, the more busy you are, the better you're doing. And so they're going to brush that aside for as long as they possibly can. Absolutely. Until they start seeing the negative effects of it, right? And so when you actually look at the numbers of absenteeism, um, if you actually were to look at where your employees are spending time on the internet, um, because a lot of people are looking for jobs, and if you look at your medical costs, and if you were to look at retention, there are really key indicators that show that you're working in a high-stress environment. Yeah, stress, st- too much stress can lead to some right. bad There's, habits, too. I often refer yeah. to the Yerkes-Dodson curve from, like, high school, if anybody ever remembers it. But there's optimal stress, and there's, you know... There's distress, which is bad stress. And so there's this really happy place in the middle, but it's not often we're there. You know, I mean, even good stress, too much of a good thing can be bad for you. So 
So what are some of the techniques that you recommend to people to help deal with some of their stress? I mean, obviously, I'm sure there's like breathing and meditation and getting close to feelings that are uncomfortable, but yeah, give me some others that I might not have thought of. Um, I often educate people. There's, well, there's two things that come to mind that people don't already know. Um, do you know what the diff- what the two like technical names of stress are? Like the two types of stress? Eustress and distress. So every workshop I facilitated um, in a capacity that's not been an organization, nobody's known that. So I'm impressed. Ooh, bonus yeah. points. Brains and beauty, yeah. you have it all. You do, you do. There's so there's good stress and bad stress. Um, and I'll educate people. Um, so usually I educate people on that. But there are the four A's, and then there's the three A's. Those are the the two topics that are traditionally more, they're well-received because people don't really know what they are. And so the four A's are just the ways, the textbook ways to deal with stress, right? So it's um, adapt, it's adapting, so changing your situation, it's altering, again, changing the situation, accepting the situation for what it is. Um, And then for some reason, I can never remember the the fourth one. But then the third, the the, the biggie is um, ask um, for clarification when you're communicating with somebody, um, acknowledging them, and then aligning. And so those are the three pieces of communication that are super important. And so if somebody says to you, you know what, Emily, I'm really, um, I'm really upset by the way that John treated me today in the, in the lunchroom. I was really embarrassed. And if you said, I'm so sorry, I understand okay, do you? Like, I'm like I'm wondering if you actually do or not. Um, and then I just kind of think you're blowing me off because you just want me to stop talking, right. right? But if you said, you know, I'm really sorry to hear that. Can I ask you how that made you feel? Right. I remember a time that I was in a similar situation. It prolongs the conversation. It actually shows that you're open to hearing it and it allows the person to feel more comfortable sharing. So you're not, it's not just, I mean, it's stress management is communication. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm getting actually um, a, a specific certification this summer that is more specific to like the DISC personality profile. So I've become a DISC partner, um, authorized partner, um, where I get to work with organizations on personality profiles and understanding communication styles because communication is one of the number one sources of stress in the workplace. Well, it sounds like you'll ha- you have a lot of experience of stress in the workplace. So, you know... No one says you have to have a degree to know about that. No. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, the, you, you life have happens, real world right? experience. That, well, that, and yeah. that's just it. And so like when I started my my business, um, there were some people that have degrees that were like, well, are you going to get a social worker degree? I'm a right. social scientist. I have a social scientist degree. Right. I'm a certified trauma professional. I do have certifications, but... I don't want that for myself, right? Because there's a lot to be said about people that do have real life experience. Absolutely. Yeah. If I can relate to you on a certain topic, you're actually probably going to listen to me more than the person that says they can and has no experience in it at all. Right. Yeah. Definitely. Um, so what is what is, do you think that you wish you were better at or see room for improvement for? And, and you can make that more personal than work related, but if you want to apply it to your business afterwards that'd be awesome um what would I be better at I think I'm one of those I have to practice what I preach sort of people and like um there's oftentimes when it comes to business like self-care is really important for me too and um what's really funny is that you know I follow you a little bit and I think that god that must be awful (laughs) no (laughs) no it's not because 
again, I can relate to you and the services that you offer would benefit a person like me, right? Because I, um, as a solopreneur, I want to I want to do my business the way that I am, like my brand. And so I'm the only person that knows that right now. I can only afford myself right now. So, you know, I get wrapped up in all of these tasks, right? And what's the most important and understanding what that looks like. Um, and then, you know, I also have like my daughter and we, you know, we both have therapy appointments. And then I have my husband who I'm trying to have a relationship with and, you know, balancing all of life's things. There is, are so many things. Yeah, that's like just three. Then there's the dog and then there's grocery shopping and then there's working like the list goes on and on and like I'm one of those people that like I I meditate like let's not let's be real but I can't say that I do and I can't say that I am meditating every day or because I can't have another thing on my checklist like it won't be fun for me anymore right you know so Mm -hmm. um it's really like just balancing everything in life and I think that's where you know everybody could probably use a little help um but you know I have to take a step back sometimes like I know that I'm not always kind to the people that are around me and I have to take a step back and say okay like what's missing I need to do something because this isn't right I was pretty grumpy this morning myself too so it does happen happens happens. to me all the time yeah Yeah, Yeah. I can imagine (laughs) yeah um, so how do you deal with self-criticism and like, I guess, keeping your self-esteem where it needs to be? Because it can be hard if you don't accomplish everything on your list to feel self-esteem from inside. And a lot of times I think we try to get it from other people and getting those things on our list checked off is fueling to our self-esteem. Oh, Yeah. Um, super indicative. It, you know, feels like, again, my work is my value, you know, and I think, so I'm, um, I do work occasionally with one-on-one clients that are going through a hard time and just need to get through that. And I've taken on a lot of the practices that I coach in that. And so I want to share a couple of those with you because I think they're fun. Um, I love fun. Yeah. And so it's, and some people will think it's lame and that's totally fine, but positive self-talk is really important. Right. And so I always refer back to a story where my daughter, my daughter is going to be eight. And her stepsister is a year younger, two years ago, called her stupid, okay? So Belle comes up to me two years ago, mommy, Lily called me stupid, you know, made her feel awful. And I felt so bad. I was like, that's terrible, you know? Like her little sister's calling her stupid. Belle still remembers that and she still brings it up. Like it doesn't go away. And so, and I feel awful that she still remembers it two years later, And so I always think to myself, okay, so if I think that's terrible, why would I call myself stupid? When I'm supposed to be the kindest person to myself, then why would I do that? It really gives you a good perspective, right? And so if I find myself having some sort of negative self-talk, like I'm an idiot, I should have done that, I will say, you know, you got this, Crystal, you can do this. I change my words. And like, you know, for some people, it's a cheer that makes them smile, like, go, Emily, go, Emily, go. Like, it's so silly and cheesy, but it, it's going to make you laugh at some point, you know? I mean, think about <laughs> go, it. Go, Emily, go. Right? Rah, like, rah, rah. Yeah, whatever it is. No, I like that. I use um a, not not like a mantra, but when I'm driving in my car and I feel stressed out because I'm late and... Well, right now I have a donut on my car, so I have to drive like a grandma just for one more you day. You have a donut in your car? No, that, that I ate those in the, this morning. <laughs> I have a donut on my car, so I have to drive like under 60, which is really stressful to me because people tell you when you drive under 60. Um, so my mantra for when I'm driving is like to go calm, capable, confident, and it really helps calm you down and not feel so anxious and stressed out. So yeah, we have to talk to ourselves like little kids, basically. 
It's so true. It is so true. And I think I've learned a lot in that, you know, I've obviously undergone my own healing and I've, I, now I research and study more about what, you know, um, how treating yourself is important. Right. And I think I try to give myself a break and realize like the, I'm a crazy quote lady. I love like mantras and I can appreciate all of that. Um, but really it's progress over perfection because perfection's not real. Perfection's you know? so boring. It, who wants to be not perfect? Right. Um, it's not a thing. <laughs> it's not a thing. People strive for perfection, but they you do. can't define it. Yeah. You cannot define what that means. No. And, you know, that's what we talk about winning. And, um, you know, I did a comp, I worked, at, I do CrossFit and I did a competition over the weekend and I just did it to do it. I don't try to actually win. So, like, winning for me, I define it. So, winning for me was going and doing it. And a woman, another woman who was doing the competition, she was like, oh, you know, I wonder if I'm going to win. I'm like, well, what does win mean? Like, let's define that. I love that. So, it takes the yeah. pressure off of like a, definite deadline because i mean what doesn't what does it matter in the grand scheme of things it doesn't it doesn't right that's a really great question to ask yourself when you're stressed out about something mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i love that <clears throat> all right so tell me what's next for you like what's the next level well, my goal for this year is to really just be with the people and kind of just keep doing what the universe gives me. I don't shy away from opportunities unless it's not a good use of my time. Um, my, I, I'm hoping to have a virtual platform for this business and for people trauma stress discussed by 2020 um, because there is a community forming from that podcast that really flows into my business quite nicely. Um, so that will that's what my ultimate goal is. Um, but this year, for the remainder of the year, I do have work lined up with regards to the stress relief and management skills. Um, But I have a lot of actually like women um, entrepreneurial stuff going on later this year as well from Women's Entrepreneur Day to a Women in Business Expo with SNU and some other things that I'm pioneering. So so we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, she does sound busy. Yeah. Yeah. No wonder you deal with stress. Time management (laughs) and composure have always been my top two competencies. So... I think I'm just so going with it. Do you have a website and what's the name of your podcast again? So I we do, know all yeah. That. You can find all my information um, on www.cfarbeyondthebox.com. That's uh-huh. my website. And the podcast links and all of that are on there as well. But the, the podcast, again, is called People Is it on iTunes? And Stress Discuss. Oh, yeah, it's on yeah. iTunes, Spotify. We just got onto iHeartRadio, which is really oh, nice. exciting. Awesome. Um, Stitcher. So both podcasts. I do have another one, which we didn't talk about much, but yeah. making of her story. So... Yeah. Cool. Facebook, Instagram, all that good stuff. Yeah. She's everywhere. I am. That you want to be. She's yes. like MasterCard or Visa. <laughs> yes. Either, one. I like Either one. Either one. That's yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. You should design a graphic that says I'm everywhere you want to be and do a take on MasterCard. Or I Visa. like that. Yeah. I With like your it. face. Yeah. Your face instead of the MasterCard thing. I think we'll have to talk about that. Um, all right. So Crystal, why don't you tell us your advice for women business owners? Just do it. Don't feel guilty. Um, and don't second guess yourself. I think that um, the I'm involved in a lot of women networking groups, and there's a lot there's a big concern around um, selling your business. And I'm a salesperson. Like I've been in sales in tech as well. And like it just it kind of comes kind of natural to, naturally to me. But if you're going to a networking group or a networking meeting, they're expect people are expecting you to sell or pitch them. So don't be scared. 
The expectation is that. It's hard for some people to do that, though. It, absolu- it absolutely know? is. Some it people are terrified is. of it. Obviously, yeah. you're not, but... You, you got to try. You do. You got to try. I just, like, I just don't make small talk. I just talk about yeah. like all the things. I'm the master of small talk. <laughs> so, and some people hate it. I just did a poll. Yeah. That's the worst part of networking is the small talk. Yeah. I agree. My but wife then- always tells me to shut up. There's, my son says, you give everyone an ear beating. That's what he calls I, it. I call it a genuine interest in people, <laughs> and that is what I do. That is it. I'm with you, girl. Same page. All right, last question. <laughs> what is your favorite thing about your life? Everything. Okay, perfect. Yeah. I love my wow. life. I will say that my daughter's laugh is the most magical noise oh, I've ever I heard in the entire that. world. Do you, how old are your kids? Just have one. Oh, She's going to yeah. be eight. Oh, wow. Yeah. Good and I have a, she that's said a good that age. already, Mike. Yeah. yeah. It is a fun age. Oh, it's really? It's all right. I'm over here you're, engineering. You're, I'm not yeah, your genuine interest in people really was shining. <laughs> <laughs> Way to throw me under the bus, Ems. Are his eyes brown? <laughs> All right, we're going to wrap this up. Thank you so much for joining us and being a part of the She Built This podcast. Yeah, thank you for having me. For more information on the She Built This podcast, you can check us out online at www.shebuiltthis.org. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you next time.